Okay, I think we can we can get started. How's it going, Publius? It's going, Mod. Uh, I think we're gonna try something uh, a little bit differently today, as as you and I have discussed. Uh, so, do you want to kick it off, or you want me to kick it off? Uh, oh, why don't you? And I would add, I would fill in. Amazing. So, for context, uh, there was a dev call today. Uh, for about two hours, uh, Publius was presenting the work that they've been doing on uh, pumps. And there was a lot of information presented uh, in a very short period of time. And hopefully over the next week or so, uh, we will be able to produce some sort of more formal written content to better articulate the trade-offs and decisions that need to be made around pumps. Uh, but figured it might be constructive to do an hour of Q&A about pumps because we didn't really get to do much of that and figured it would be smart to start from a very basic perspective, uh, just talking about what the different options are, what the different parameters are, and uh, how how things have been architected and just cover things a little bit differently than they were covered during the initial presentation. So uh, maybe to kick us off, uh, could you talk about, uh, you know, you were using all of these terms on the call. Uh, some people may not be as math-oriented. Uh, uh, so there was EMA, there's GMA, there's SMA. Uh, can you maybe start talking about the different terms and what they mean in the context of a pump? Yes, happy to. Um, so, you know, kind of what is an oracle used for? An oracle is used to determine the price uh, or, you know, any sort of data point, um, you know, that, that exists uh, kind of anywhere in the world, could be on-chain or off-chain, um, but kind of what a pump is, is a pump is an oracle specifically for a well, a well being an implementation of a AMM, most you know, uh, you know, generally going to be used as a constant function AMM, um, and the idea is that the pump, um, you know, provides some sort of insight into the value at which the well seems to be pricing the assets inside of it. Um, you know, so, so naturally one would say, okay, you know, you want, and so kind of the, the question becomes how, how, you know, in what different ways do you want to evaluate, uh, you know, the price that a pump is displaying? Um, you take a, standard constant product pricing function AMM, um, you know, where X, Y equals K, um, you can compute the price in the pump by dividing X by Y. So if there is a pool with bean in USDC, there's a million of each token in the pool. You can, divi you can divide X, the number of beans in the pool, let's say Y is the number of USDC in the pool by each other, a million divided by a million to get one. What this means is that this pump acting as a constant product 
um, you know, AMM is willing to offer a user to exchange one bean for one USDC or one USDC for one bean. Um, it's important to note this, this is merely just an instantaneous price and the actual price is a function of, you know, for someone to trade into the pool, the actual price is a function of size. Um, so, you know, kind of if someone, um, you know, for instance, were to put a million, um, a million USDC into this pool, I believe they'd only be able to take out something like 500,000 bean um, as the price between the assets uh, shifts as the pool, as the balances, as the ratio of tokens in the pool becomes unbalanced. So how does a, you know, how, how do his, or, you know, at least historically, um, it's important to, you know, it's important to take into context historically how different attempts of AMMs have tried to provide some sort of baseline for ways to query the price within a given AMM. Now, one of, you know, so, so of course the most natural way is what is the price of something right now? Or what is the value of something right now in terms of another asset? Um, Beanstalk performs this type of evaluation uh, when someone deposits into the silo. When a user deposits bean three curve into the silo, Beanstalk needs to, you know, through some sort of, uh, you know, or, you know, through some sort of Oracle, determine what is the value of bean three curve in bean in order to determine how much stock and seeds to give to the user when they deposit. Um, so, you know, this, you know, one example uh, of an Oracle is an instantaneous Oracle. And, um, you know, one might naturally think and, you know, kind of let's, you know, kind of let's query the current balances of the pool to get that price. You know, if there's a million USDC and a million bean, just query the pool now and say the price is $1. But, you know, kind of in the on-chain world, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, kind of anyone can move some of the balances in the pool has significant ramifications. Um, you know, most notably, uh, you know, something that happens commonly on chain is a flash loan, where in a single transaction, someone performs some swap in a pool, uh, imbalance, you know, or, or, you know, some Oracle manipulation through a flash loan specifically. And what this would mean is someone performs some sort of swap into a pool, um, perform some sort of action that evaluates the instantaneous price in the pool and then sells back into the pool atomically, which can be on, done on chain as, you know, there, as everyone knows the, that transactions in the, uh, the, the EVM have to happen synchronously. There's no way for any sort of asynchronous actions to occur such that someone could perform a sell into the pool after uh, you know, the, the first buy, let's say it's a buy that the, that the, uh, you know, manipulator does. Um, so kind of this, this immediately gets you into the territory of it's not feasible to use the current balance in the pool as an Oracle, because it can be very 
easily manipulated through some sort of, you know, atomic manipulation. Now, um, the next, this, this then, you know, begs us the question of how can some sort of statistical variable be used to estimate a manipulation resistant value of the balances in the pool, which is the, you know, used to determine the price. And, um, you know, the first stab at this, as far as, uh, you know, we're aware is in Uniswap V2. And Uniswap V2 implemented in arithmetic kind of uh, sum of the balances of the pool over time, or, you know, of the prices of the pool specifically, not the balances. Um, it would compute every time someone swaps in the pool, it would compute the instantaneous price of the previous balances in the pool and add that to the cumulative price counter, both in the X over Y direction and in the Y over X direction. Now, this, you know, proved to be a great implementation of, you know, uh, you know or, or a great attempt at an initial implementation of an Oracle. Um, you know, the Uniswap V2 Oracle was used in the original Beanstalk um, for both minting, uh, you know, the, the BDV of BeanEth LP tokens, um, and really just in those two cases. Now, what's, you know, kind of, there are a couple things that became clear about kind of ways in which, uh, you know, kind of future manipulation could occur on this kind of uh, oracle. And that's that, um, you know, there, the, and, and I guess we need to kind of get into the, the different types of means. So, you know, kind of now considering, uh, you know, kind of the goal is to perform some sort of time historic average of variables in the pool, uh, you know, across, uh, you know, recent history. Um, let's say over the last, you know, 300 seconds or the last hour and perform some type of statistic that takes into account the balance of the pool at every single, uh, you know, point, uh, you know, such that for someone to manipulate the entire Oracle, um, you know, there would need to be some sort of manipulation of the balances in the pool at every single time in the past. And now the most, uh, you know, the, the, the most, I guess, you know, the, the, the most uh, conspicuous way to perform some sort of, you know, uh, aggregation of historical values is through an arithmetic mean where simply, you know, all of the values are summated and divided by the total number of values. Um, you know, kind of in Uniswap v3, the use of a, a geometric mean was actually introduced. And, you know, kind of interestingly, back to when uh, I think it was, you know, Pythagoras was, uh, you know, first, first, you know, uh, you know, working on his mathematical theories, he came up, you know, he, he did research into three different type of memes or means. 
Um, the first of which is the arithmetic mean, which is kind of an additive mean where it's, you know, the sum divided by the number of occurrences. The second of which is a geometric mean. Now, a geometric mean is a multiplicative mean in a sense that instead of adding all the values together, it multiplies them together. And instead of dividing by the number of occurrences, it takes the nth root of the mean. So, you know, uh, you know, kind of in the same way that, um, you know, kind of, so, 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 you know, it's kind of moving, you know, um, you know, kind of everything into exponential territory where, you know, if you were to take the log of a geometric mean, and perform it, or, or, you know, if you were to take the log of a series and compute the arithmetic mean on the log of the series, it's the same as the geometric mean. So what does this mean in terms of how it actually affects the way that these statistical variables, you know, these statistical formulas, uh, you know, react to variations in the data? Now, for people who are familiar with kind of, uh, you know, some form of log distribution, uh, you know, just go on some, you know, graph log X. And what's really important to know is that, um, you know, the, the second derivative is decreasing. And what this means is that the respective, uh, you know, increase, the first derivative uh, is decreasing. So the delta uh, for variables that are farther away from kind of, you know, th that are higher uh, is, is lower. And what this means is that when the, you know, a geometric mean is evaluating values that are kind of outliers, the geometric mean, you know, kind of taking into the fact that, you know, kind of log A, um, you know, kind of log A plus log B is going to be less than A plus B, um, you know, kind of, kind of implies that, um, you know, kind of the geometric mean is always going to be smaller than the arithmetic mean. Um, and we're, we're, we're dealing with strictly values greater than or equal to one here as, you know, it should be noted that a property of the geometric mean, you know, given that it's A times B, et cetera, um, you know, means that if any of the values are zero, the geometric mean will also be zero. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess before continuing, you know, kind of gave a, a bit of uh, potentially a non-structured brain dump there, uh, you know, curious, uh, Publius, to kind of your thoughts on, on what has been said so far. So maybe just to, to clarify again, uh, EMA, SMA, GMA, can you just juxtapose the three of them one more time? Well, um, you know, we haven't quite gotten to the, the EMA versus the SMA yet. Really just evaluating, um, you know, have only discussed the geometric mean and the arithmetic mean and the different ways in which these means react in relation to 
you know, variation in the underlying series that the, you know, the statistical formulas are evaluating. Great. So maybe just then can you, can you then talk about, I guess it seems like now we have a, a two axis framework to consider, right? Whether to use uh, an EMA or an SMA and whether to use a geometric mean or an arithmetic mean. Is that correct? Yes, this is correct. Um, and, you know, just would also say there might be one more axis to consider here in the fact that there are two different ways in which one might be wanting to actually query an oracle or query the result of one of these formulas. The first being the method mentioned earlier, where someone wants the instantaneous value of something, meaning the value right now. The second is someone wants some average value over a period of time. For instance, the sunrise in Beanstalk currently takes the average over the season as opposed to the value right now and uses the average over the season in the delta B calculation. So there's an additional access in first, you know, um, how, what type of oracle are we dealing with? Is this an instantaneous oracle or is this some sort of cumulative oracle where it's taking the sum at every single interval as opposed to just updating some sort of value? Secondly, what type of mean are we applying to the underlying data? Is it an arithmetic mean? Is it a geometric mean? Or, you know, there is a third type of mean that's frequently used called a harmonic mean, which, you know, is also, you know, kind of, uh, so the combination of the arithmetic mean, the geometric mean, and the harmonic mean, um, you know, kind of cumulatively, uh, you know, uh, you know, the collection of those three are the first three, you know, means, um, you know, that are referred to as the Pythagorean means um, and, you know, kind of form the basis of the, the, the three ways to kind of measure some sort of central tendency within a given set of data points. Okay, so there are now three axes. Uh... So far, you've talked about arithmetic means and geometric means. Do you want to talk a little bit about harmonic means and why you haven't discussed them thus far, or you don't think that would be helpful? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm not too in the weeds on harmonic mean. Um, you know, um, it is, you know, my understanding that... Uh, you know, kind of uh, harmonic means are more used when dealing with rates, but quite frankly, not too familiar with, with harmonic means. And, uh, you know, I'm not aware of, uh, you know, kind of the, the arithmetic mean kind of naturally is, you know, is the most natural mean to consider. Um, you know, the, the geometric mean is, you know, quite present in, you know, kind of financial, you know, kind of in, you know, common financial applications. Um, 
in the fact that the you know the arithmetic mean is not great you know kind of is better for distributions in which there is an independent set of data points which you know arguably a time series is not and um you know kind of thus thus you know there there you know tends to be uh you know a, a use case for the ge geometric mean and when it comes to kind of time series problems um, but yeah, not too familiar with the, the harmonic mean, but, you know, it is worth mentioning and perhaps some research is, is warranted into its use case. And if to, to return to the cumulative versus instantaneous axis, if the only thing that needs to be queried is the instantaneous, uh, value, uh, is there still the requirement for a pump? And if so, do the requirements of the pump change depending on whether the value that is uh, being supported is cumulative or instantaneous? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, if, like, the, you know, if you're saying if there is no need for an average over time, is the only what, you know, do you only need the instantaneous mean? Was that the question? Well, I guess the question is, do you have to specify in advance whether or not you need the instantaneous or the cumulative of one of the one of the means? Mm, you know, uh, well, this is ultimately uh, depends on the actual implementation. Um, and, you know, kind of there are numerous kind of efficiency and optimization considerations. Um, you know, to be made about how you want to, you know, kind of specify which uh, Oracle you're using, um, you know, but any of them could be implemented in any fashion. And, uh, you know, only when restricting ourselves to the realm of, uh, you know, reasonably, uh, you know, reasonably costly computation in the EVM, do there start to be limitations imposed around how and when, you know, how to implement the different types of oracles um, and what that means insofar as when you have to call them and, you know, how, you know, kind of do you need to specify them? Um, you know, this is most notably the case for the SMA, um, you know, happy to go into that a little bit more. Sure. So before you do that, could you talk about an EMA versus an SMA? A, e, uh, uh, an SMA is a, um, you know, or what the, what, you know, kind of given that, uh, you know, it, it is always desired to evaluate you know, something in the current time, you know, there is a need to use a moving average. As, as time progresses, these statistical variables, which are averages, need to kind of move alongside the present. And there are two main types of moving averages. The first of which meaning meaning just just sorry to cut you off meaning the arithmetic mean or the geometric mean uh, those values 
need to be uh, changing over time. And so the question is around how those values change over time. Exactly. So in all, in, in this case, these would only apply to the cumulative uh, Oracle and not the instantaneous Oracle. These, it, it applies to both of them as, you know, both the instantaneous and the cumulative Oracle, um, you know, perform some type of, uh, aggregation of data points and whether to aggregate the data points arithmetically, uh, you know, meaning the summation divided by the sum versus geometrically, meaning the, you know, multiplying together and raising them to, you know, some power between zero and one, or, you know, some, some negative power uh, is kind of the question. Sure, but that that applies to both instantaneous and cumulative oracles. But what about yes. with regards to the EMA and the SMA? Is that only applying to cumulative oracles in this case? So, I mean, you know, arguably both the SMA and the EMA, you know, can be used as cumulative oracles. Um, you know, as but not of, instantaneous oracles. They both could be used for instantaneous oracles too. So, it, so then it's really two by two by three, the whole system. So there are like 12 options. Yes. Great. So could you maybe talk about EMA versus SMA? Happy to. Um, you know, kind of, so getting back to into a moving average where, you know, kind of we're existing in this time T and the goal is to use the past, you know, n values and perform some type of aggregation um, or averaging of the values to determine some measure of central tendency in order to prevent any short-term manipulation or outliers from impacting the value of the query in a, you know, uh, you know, substantial fashion while also ensuring that the Oracle is tracking the current price to the best of its ability. You know, it's, it's a real fuzzy ground as, you know, kind of the best price is the price now, the instantaneous price, but the price now, the price in this block at this time is manipulatable. And, you know, the price at the end of last block is also manipulatable. The price between any two blocks is manipulatable. So therefore there becomes this notion of now, because instantaneously all of these, you know, blocks might be manipulatable. How, you know, how do we create some sort of estimation of the price now using historical values, using some historical aggregator to get rid of the outliers. Now, the SMA and the EMA both use some aggregation of you know, the past N values. The difference is in how much they weight each of the individual values. In the SMA, all of the past 
n values are all weighted with 1 over n. The SMA, um, you know, kind of is, uh, you know, kind of very similar to, uh, you, know, you know, the SMA just, you know, kind of weights them all the same. And thus, you know, the SMA really is just, uh, you know, the, a basic arithmetic or geometric, geometric mean where you are summating or multiplying together all of the values and then, you know, reducing it based on the total number of occurrences. The EMA is slightly different in a sense that its algorithm is given some alpha A and uh, depending on how you define it, it can be, you know, a, a small value or a big value, but it's between zero and one. Now, the average in time t, the EMA in time t, is equal to the EMA in t minus 1 times 1 minus alpha plus the new value times alpha. And again, it might be written differently such that alpha is on the past term or, you know, or alpha can be on the present term. But, you know, in general, there's some notion of, you know, take the last value, multiply that by 1 minus alpha. Alpha is likely to be small, so one minus alpha is going to be about, you know, close to one plus alpha times the current value, which is going to be, uh, you know, incredibly small. But kind of what it's doing is averaging together the previous value with the current value based on some weight. So what this means is instead of the value being some you know, weighted average of one over N of all historical values, the EMA weights the value now as alpha, the value last value as alpha squared, the value before that as, you know, alpha cubed and et cetera. Uh, or I guess it would be, it would be alpha times one minus alpha my bad. So value now is alpha. The value last block is, you know, alpha times one minus alpha, which is some number that's just slightly smaller than alpha because one minus alpha is very close to one and alpha is incredibly small. So alpha times one minus alpha is going to be just less than alpha. And the value two timestamps ago is going to be weighted with alpha minus one squared, which when you square a number that's very close, you know, that's less than one, but very close to one, it's going to result in a number less than one that kind of is, you know, slightly more or less than one, right? Like you take 0.99 and you multiply that by, you know, 0.99, you know, or I guess you take, I don't want to do that in my head, but you know, you get the point. Um, so kind of the notion here is instead of all of the past and historical values being weighted as, um, you know, the, you know, as one over N, the EMA takes in every value that's historical and weights it by alpha times one minus alpha, you know, kind of two to the N. And therefore there's like, you know, it, there's some rate of decay on the weight of each point. So this, this is very constructive. So there's three axes on what axes on which to consider the design of an Oracle. 
it seems like the cost of adding any particular iteration of the 12 that we've we've discussed along these axes would add additional gas costs is that correct yes and the gas cost for each of them varies dramatically and so can you talk a little bit about the the implementation of pumps that uh, you've developed thus far, uh, which of these 12 iterations it supports, and uh, how composable the different iterations are, and you know w- what needs to be chosen when? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe even it's, it's helpful to start with you know, kind of the relative gas cost of each of these different 12 variations. Um, so first off, you know, the, between the, the, the geometric mean and the arithmetic mean, the geometric mean requires performing some kind of, uh, you know, complex, high-precision, exponentiation that's quite difficult on chain or it can convert everything into log terms and perform you know and you know kind of contain the logic of an arithmetic mean and the latter is you know currently what is implemented and contain the logic of an arithmetic mean or a geometric it would, you know, if you take the log of everything and apply an arithmetic mean and then, you know, exponentiate it back out, it's the same as an arithmetic mean. The same as an arithmetic mean, not a geometric mean. It's the same as a geometric, yes. Uh, apologies. If you log everything and take an arithmetic mean, that is the same as a geometric mean. So you're saying that there is a gas-efficient way to implement it, but there's some loss in I'm, precision? I'm saying, I'm saying there is a way to implement it, but, uh, you, know, e, uh, you know, kind of uh, complex, uh, you know, mathematically complex operations are expensive on chain, and, you know, logging and power are actually, you know, not very cheap, especially when dealing in floating ter- point terms. Um, so, you know, kind of the log operation itself has a gas cost, I think of like 7,000 gas or 5,000 gas. So, uh, you know, the exponentiation can probably be, you know, a couple thousand. So let's say that there's like a fixed overhead of like, you know, uh, say 10,000 gas per value for using a geometric mean over an arithmetic mean. And, you know, it should be noted that if, you know, kind of, if a geometric mean is already being used, storing a second oracle that also uses a geometric mean doesn't require imposing that gas cost of logging, you know, logging and exponentiating in and out is not necessary. So now the next is, um, you know, first off, when it comes to a cumulative oracle, Using an is EMA. Sorry, just to interrupt. Is that different for an arithmetic mean? Meaning, does uh, you're saying yeah, that so a the arith- mean- So the geometric mean equals the arithmetic mean plus one log operation, and on right, uh, 
and one exponentiation operation on read. But but if you're doing multiple arithmetic or geometric means, uh, the gas cost does not increase. Yes. So, for instance, the current implementation of the pump, uh, you know, uses an SMA as a cumulative oracle and an EMA as an instantaneous oracle. The log, you know, they both use geometric means and the log operation. Hold on. Let, let's just let's just let's just before we talk about the current implementation, let's just get back to. Yes. But, but my point is that there are two different oracles here, an instantaneous oracle and a cumulative oracle, both using a geometric mean. Because they, you know, are both using a geometric mean and are contained within the same block of execution, the log on write only needs to be computed once. And does this scale to multiple times? So you can take the, the geometric mean across multiple different times or you have to define the time in advance? So this gets into kind of the EMA versus SMA and, you know, how its on-chain gas costs, uh, uh, you know, kind of tie into this whole thing. So for the SMA, you know, there are two use cases for an SMA as stated. It could be accumulative or it could be, uh, you know, some instantaneous. Uniswap V2 uses a cumulative arithmetic SMA. Uniswap V3 implements an instantaneous geometric SMA. And that also serves as a cumulative geometric SMA. Now, it's important to note that if it's intended to use the SMA as an instantaneous oracle and a cumulative oracle, it's significantly more, and, and inherently in having an instantaneous SMA, there's a way to, uh, you know, determine the cumulative over time um, through its implementation, which kind of we'll get into now. So if using just a cumulative SMA, um, you know, it's required to, you know, only update some running sum. And kind of in order to calculate some SMA on chain, the way it's normally done is by taking the current cumulative of some statistical variable minus the cumulative statistical variable 30 blocks ago, subtracting the difference between them and dividing by n. And I guess to get into why you even have to do that is, you know, so what is the SMA? It's some addition of the balances over the last 30 blocks. Let's say the balance was updated in every single one of those 30 blocks. In order to kind of summate each individual um, occurrence, when you read, when you read from this SMA, it's now saying, you know, read what, you know, you have some array, which is like the balance at every single block. And it's saying, read the last 30, add them together and divide by n. Right, like that would be some you know simple implementation of some SMA. Now, on-chain storage, storing one occurrence is expensive. It costs twenty thousand gas to store a single value. 
Now, what 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 this means is that you know, kind of the cost of every time someone performs a swap would increase by you know twenty thousand or you know per value, or maybe you know it depends on how you group them. Um, you know, there's some gas optimized ways to store multiple variables in a single slot. Um, but, you know, generally it's around 20,000 per balance. And that's relatively expensive. On read, you now have to read every single one of these variables. And let's say there's 30 different variables. The cost of reading is, you know, a bit over 2,000 gas. So reading 30 variables is, uh, you know, like, 65,000 gas about, which is incredibly expensive. So instead of using this format where you save every value and then read the past n and add it together, a you know basic cumulative uh, you know SMA arithmetic oracle, and you know uh, again the, the the relative difference between arithmetic and geometric is minimal here only the additional cost of that log operation um but you know kind of instead of storing each individual occurrence it stores the summation of x over time so it stores x at time equals zero plus x at time equals one plus x at time equals two plus x at time equals three etc cetera, etc cetera. So if you snapshot that, let's say at time n minus 30, and in time n, you want to determine the SMA over the last 30 blocks, if you have saved the cumulative at time n minus 30, and you, have, and you know the value now, you subtract you know, the sum at uh, you know, uh, time n, you, you, sub, you, know, so you subtract the time at uh, you know, uh, you subtract the cumulative at time n minus 30 from the cumulative at time n, you get, you know, uh, the value at time n minus 29 plus n minus 28 plus n minus 27 plus, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So the point is you can, through the use of some cumulative by snapshotting it at some point and evaluating it now, you can, uh, with only reading kind of two data points, determine the sum of all of them. Now, what's important to realize, so this gives you kind of one storage variable that just needs to be updated uh, on each execution. So you get an update instead of a create, which is five times cheaper, uh, you know, actually more than that because a create also costs a read. So a create is around 22,000, um, you know, so you get, Instead of a create, you get an update. And instead of having n read operations, you only have two read operations. And, uh, you know, that's essentially what led to the creation of the, the that is how Uniswap V2's Oracle worked, um, how Curve's Oracle works currently, and the Oracle that pretty much Beanstalk uses. Um, now, Uniswap V3 took this a step further and wanted to create an instantaneous oracle. The difference from a functionality perspective between a cumulative and an instantaneous oracle is that with the cumulative oracle, you're required to snapshot some start. And 
with the instantaneous Oracle, you don't need the snapshot to start. Uh, in in this, I guess in this in this implementation of it, um, you know, kind of. So what Uniswap v3 did is they basically said we're willing to impose that cost of 20k per swap to allow people to say okay to, to get rid of the requirement to snapshot the start time um you know in when, when beanstalk was initially deployed uh you know it, it it didn't use a flash loan resistant oracle for anything um and when it was first realized that a flash loan resistant oracle was necessary um, you know, it, it required implementing some sort of BDV Oracle for the Uniswap V2 LP token price. And Uniswap V2 uses this cumulative method, right? Where it's like some snapshot and then over the snapshot, you take the average. Now, it became, it was extremely difficult to try to create an Oracle that inherently is instantaneous in nature, meaning when you deposit, you need to know the BDV now. And what this means is that there's no fixed, is that you're not able to snapshot the start for every single timestamp, where in any single block, someone could deposit and in order to determine, say, the one-hour SMA using Uniswap V2, it would need to know the, the start timestamp an hour ago, which means that you know it's inherently required to know the start timestamp at every single, or, or you know what the cumulative was at every single time. Um, and so you know ultimately the implementation, and you compare that to something like the Sunrise. The Sunrise knows it's not going to need to read the cumulative until the start of the next season. And at the start of the next season, it can just use the snapshot that happened during the Sunrise call prior take, and take the average over that time period. Because there's fixed control of execution at both the start and end of every time frame, it can use the snapshot method. But when it comes to something, you know, because it, knows it happens on some fixed schedule. Um, you know, and, and in reality, Beanstalk is quite unique in the fact that it even has this type of Oracle to begin with. Um, you know, there are a few other protocols that are operating on some, you know, fixed time frame, and thus very quickly, you know, kind of for any protocol to use Uniswap V2, uh, it becomes it becomes almost an impossible task. Um, you know, the solution that Beanstalk ultimately ultimately ended up using was it would take the average so far into the season, and if you tried to deposit Uniswap LP tokens in the same block after a sunrise, it would actually fail. And you know, this was quite a mess as. You know, it would either be incredibly expensive from a gas perspective to start, uh, you know, to, to remember the last one. Um, you know, it would change another cost of updating to a cost of a create or two updates. Um, and, you know, so therefore, you know, kind of 
it was th- there was no fixed look back on the oracle. It was basically how long has it been since the sunrise? Take the average over that. Um, and so one can see how very quickly the cumulative oracle, you know, is not that useful. And so Uniswap v3, you know, pick the kind of solution in between the first one where you, you know, count all of the individual values, sum them and divide by n it used, instead of storing the value at, at you know, every single X, it stores the cumulative at every single X. So, um, you know, kind of reading or, or writing, it, you know, increases the gas cost by, uh, you know, about 17K. But on reading, it can only increase the gas cost uh, by log N, uh, you know, kind of by, by log n, which is, uh, you know, when, when n is sufficiently small, you know, probably less than 10,000 gas. Um, so, you know, kind of, it, it's able to make serious increases in efficiency over the, over the cumulative oracle, but the SMA is still incredibly expensive when used as an instantaneous oracle. The EMA only, you know, similar to the cumulative, the each iteration of the EMA, each time the EMA steps forward, it only requires one on-chain update, very similar to the original cumulative, because it just requires, you know, adding, you know, kind of because this version equals the last version times some variable plus the current version times some variable. Um, it doesn't need to know anything about the historical, uh, you know, observations at all. Um, however, to use it, uh, you, you know, as a, as a variable cumulative in a sense that th- there's also some notion of, you know, how far can you look back and is the look back fixed? The main trade-off between, or, or you know, one, one other trade-off between an EMA and an SMA is that in an SMA, you have a variable look back. In this Uniswap, v, in the Uniswap v2 implementation, you can choose to snapshot at whatever start time you want. In the v3 implementation, you can kind of, you, you know, you can always look back further as you have a list of the cumulative every time it's changed, uh, you know, up to some max variable, uh, you know, where max, you know, max is, you know, reasonably high, maybe a day, like a look back such that no one would want to look back past, um, you know, just, just to impose some, some restrictions on the upper bounds of computation time. Um, but, you know, kind of the, the, the point is that there is a variable look back such that if Beanstalk is using, say, a one hour look SMA for the BDV to determine the BDV of a token, then and wants to change that to say 30 minutes instead of an hour, then it just has to change the parameter it calls the SMA width. But again, it's an expensive call and it's an expensive write. With the EMA, alpha is the variable which ultimately controls how far the look back is. If alpha is say 0.5, the mean is weighted 50% by the, 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 the newest value. If alpha is 0.1, the, 
the, the newest value is only 10% of the mean. And so by having a smaller alpha, the look back is greater, but it's required to know alpha ahead of time. And if an Oracle gets deployed targeting a one hour EMA, then, and you know, the, you know, the Beanstalk DAO wants to change it to from an hour to 30 minutes, it would require deploying a new liquidity pool, which would, and somehow they'd have to tweak incentives to get LPs to migrate into the new liquidity pool, which uses the new pump. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot messier as, you know, so kind of, you know, an important note is that the EMA Oracle has a fixed look back and, you know, the SMA Oracle, whether used for cumulative or instantaneous queries, has a variable look back. Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted. All right. So maybe, and we're, we're running out of time here, but maybe just to frame the things that people should be thinking about heading into this week of discussion, can you talk about the current pump implementation and what types it supports? Yes. So the current pump stores a Uniswap V2 kind of style SMA, um, but it uses a geometric mean. The geometric mean was chosen based on how geometric mean reacts to outliers. Um, you know, as stated earlier, because operating in log space, when, you know, increasing or, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, it, it, you know, takes in outliers into account less um, than the arithmetic mean. But an important consideration is it behaves very extremely around zero. Um, so, you know, as, you know, so there probably will need to be some limitations set to be, so the, minical, the minimum Oracle value, which personally, personally feels like has very small effect in practice as, you know, it's likely that, uh, you know, the wells, wells will maybe lock some liquidity to start similar to how Uniswap pools do so that, you know, uh, dealing in such stream uh, situations never happens. Um, you know, but basically, you know, so there's a geometric cumulative sum that's intended to be used for the season call where uh, every season, you know, Beanstalk will snapshot the total and then take the delta over the range and, you know, um, and then use a EMA for instantaneous value queries, um, you know, with some, uh, you know, that does have the implications of a fixed look back, um, but, uh, you know, kind of, and, and so there'll need to be a decision made uh, by the Beanstalk DAO on, uh, you know, kind of what, what is the look back that is anticipated uh, to be approved for whitelist um, in the case that it is. Um, and, uh, you know, but it, you know, provides gas efficient writes and reads, um, for instantaneous value queries, as opposed to the SMA variation. Um, it's also important to note that, uh, you know, neither of none of the types of oracles discussed today natively have any protection against multi-block MEV. And there is a variable cap capping the percent increase across a block to some fixed percentage to in order to minimize how 
you know, the magnitude of outliers created by, you know, uh, you know, created by uh, manipulators uh, on the Oracle. So there's other parameters in addition to these axes for Oracle design that need to be considered. So maybe just to try to understand the pumps that have been built so far. You said there's a geometric cumulative sum. Is that a, a that that means that it's a SMA? It's an SMA for a geometric uh, sum to be used over time, and that has a variable look back. So that can be used for uh, minting over, in theory, any period of time? Yes, but it requires control over the execution, like of execution at the desired start look back to snapshot the cumulatives. Great. And then this Oracle, the pump also has an EMA that supports instantaneous value queries uh, as an arithmetic or a geometric mean? Also as a geometric. As noted, you know, kind of the increased gas costs for having multiple geometric means in the same block of logic, uh, you know, helps reduce the gas cost of storing multiple geometric means. So the pump has... Uh, support for two different geometric means that are being calculated. Uh, one is a cumulative SMA and one is an instantaneous EMA. Yes. Um, and, there's, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, it also stores the capped balances of the pool so that it can determine what the new cap is. Um, so it should be noted, you know, kind of the cost of, you know, capping the value uh, as it changes per block is relatively expensive. Um, probably looking at something like, you know, uh, five to seven thousand gas per iteration. Um, but, you know, multi-block MEV attacks are quite, uh, you know, are, are, you know, are very, you know, you know, are, are you know, are a threat to oracles and uh, it's important that they're resistant of it um so you know kind of each oracle is required to store the last kept balance um in order to kind of set you know determine what the maximum increase and decrease that should be tolerated is all right well we've gone for an hour feel like we could definitely go for at least another hour uh, but we'll keep it to the hour limit that class is booked for. Um, maybe we run it back for next class or even book a bonus class in the next couple of days. But uh, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Uh, you know, hope, uh, hope the majority of what, you know, has been said is coherent. Um, you know, apologies for not being able to, you know, always can, you know, say things in a, in a concise, efficient manner. Uh, felt like you did a, a fabulous job uh, here, sir. Don't be sorry, sir. Thank you very much.
Take care, everyone.